chapter three part one of the life of washington volume five by john marshall this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter three part one genet recalled is succeeded by mr fauchet governor morris recalled and is succeeded by mr monroe kentucky remonstrance intemperate resolutions of the people of that state general wayne defeats the indians on the miamis insurrection in the western parts of pennsylvania quelled by the prompt and vigorous measures of the government meeting of congress president's speech democratic societies resignation of colonel hamilton is succeeded by mr walcott resignation of general knox is succeeded by colonel pickering treaty between the united states and great britain conditionally ratified by the president the treaty unpopular mr randolph resigns is succeeded by colonel pickering colonel mchenry appointed secretary of war charge against the president rejected treaty with the indians northwest of the ohio with algiers with spain meeting of congress president's speech mr adet succeeds mr fauchet the house of representatives call upon the president for papers relating to the treaty with great britain he declines sending them debates upon the treaty making power upon the bill for making appropriations to carry into execution the treaty with great britain congress adjourns the president endeavors to procure the liberation of lafayette seventeen ninety four that the most material of those legislative measures on which the two great parties of the united states were divided might be presented in one unbroken view some transactions have been passed over which will now be noticed in that spirit of conciliation which adopts the least irritating means for effecting its objects the president had resolved to bear with the insults the resistance and the open defiance of mr genet until his appeal to the friendship and the policy of the french republic should be fairly tried early in january this resolution was shaken by fresh proofs of the perseverance of that minister in a line of conduct not to be tolerated by a nation which has not surrendered all pretensions to self-government mr genet had meditated and deliberately planned two expeditions to be carried on from the territories of the united states against the dominions of spain and had as minister of the french republic granted commissions to citizens of the united states who were privately recruiting troops for the proposed service the first was destined against the floridas and the second against louisiana the detail of the plans had been settled the pay rations clothing plunder and division of the conquered lands to be allotted to the military and the proportion of the acquisitions to be reserved to the republic of france were arranged the troops destined to act against the floridas were to be raised in the three southern states were to rendezvous in georgia were to be aided by a body of indians and were to cooperate with the french fleet should one arrive on the coast this scheme had been the subject of a correspondence between the executive and mr genet but was in full progress in the preceding december when by the vigilance of the legislature of south carolina it was more particularly developed and some of the principal agents were arrested about the same time intelligence less authentic but wearing every circumstance of probability was received stating that the expedition against louisiana which was to be carried on down the ohio from kentucky was in equal maturity genet recalled this intelligence seemed to render a further forbearance 
incompatible with the dignity perhaps with the safety of the united states the question of superseding the diplomatic functions of mr genet and depriving him of the privileges attached to that character was brought before the cabinet and a message to congress was prepared communicating these transactions and avowing a determination to adopt that measure within so many days unless in the meantime one or the other house should signify the opinion that it was not advisable so to do in this state the business was arrested by receiving a letter from mr morris announcing officially the recall of this rash minister is succeeded by mr fauchet mr fauchet the successor of mr genet arrived in february and brought with him strong assurances that his government totally disapproved the conduct of his predecessor he avowed a determination to avoid whatever might be offensive to those to whom he was deputed and a wish to carry into full effect the friendly dispositions of his nation towards the united states for some time his actions were in the spirit of these professions governor morris is recalled and is succeeded by mr monroe not long after the arrival of mr fauchet the executive government of france requested the recall of mr morris with this request the president immediately complied and mr monroe a senator from virginia who had embraced with ardor the cause of the french republic and was particularly acceptable to the party in opposition was appointed to succeed him the discontents which had long been fomented in the western country had assumed a serious and alarming appearance kentucky remonstrance a remonstrance to the president and congress of the united states from the inhabitants of kentucky respecting the navigation of the mississippi was laid before the executive and each branch of the legislature the style of this paper accorded well with the instructions under which it had been prepared in the language of an offended sovereign people injured by the maladministration of public servants it demanded the use of the mississippi as a natural right which had been unjustly withheld and charged the government openly with being under the influence of a local policy which had prevented its making one single real effort for the security of a good which was all essential to the prosperity of the western people several intemperate aspersions upon the legislative and executive departments accompanied with complaints that the course of the negotiations had not been communicated to those who were interested in the event and with threats obviously pointing to dismemberment were concluded with a declaration that nothing would remunerate the western people for the suspension of this great territorial right that they must possess it that the god of nature had given them the means of acquiring and enjoying it and that to permit a sacrifice of it to any other considerations would be a crime against themselves and their posterity in the senate the subject was referred to a committee who reported that in the negotiation now carrying on at madrid between the united states and spain the right of the former to the free navigation of the mississippi is well asserted and demonstrated and their claim to its enjoyment is pursued with all the assiduity and firmness which the magnitude of the subject demands and will doubtless continue to be so pursued until the object shall be obtained or adverse circumstances shall render the further progress of the negotiation impracticable that in the present state of the business it would be improper for congress to interfere but in order to satisfy the citizens of the united states more immediately interested in the event of this negotiation that the united states have uniformly asserted their right to the free use of the navigation of the river mississippi 
and have employed and will continue to pursue such measures as are best adapted to obtain the enjoyment of this important territorial right the committee recommended that it be resolved by the senate that the president of the united states be and he thereby is requested to cause to be communicated to the executive of the state of kentucky such part of the existing negotiation between the united states and spain relative to this subject as he may deem advisable and consistent with the course of the negotiation in the house of representatives also a resolution was passed expressing the conviction of the house that the executive was urging the claim of the united states to the navigation of the mississippi in the manner most likely to prove successful had the measures pursued in the western country been dictated exclusively by a wish to obtain an important good these resolutions would have allayed the ferment which had been excited the effect which must be produced on spain by the insinuation that the continuance of their connection with the atlantic states depended on obtaining the object they sought was too apparent to escape the notice of men endowed with an ordinary share of intelligence but when the real motives for human action are latent it is vain to demonstrate the unreasonableness of those which are avowed after the reception of these resolutions a number of the principal citizens from various parts of kentucky assembled at lexington and among many intemperate resolutions passed the following intemperate resolutions of the people of that state that the general government whose duty it was to put us in possession of this right the navigation of the mississippi have either through design or mistaken policy adopted no effectual measures for its attainment that even the measures they have adopted have been uniformly concealed from us and veiled in mysterious secrecy that civil liberty is prostituted when the servants of the people are suffered to tell their masters that communications which they may judge important ought not to be entrusted to them these resolutions concluded with a recommendation of county meetings of county committees of correspondence and of a convention when it might be judged expedient to deliberate on the proper steps for the attainment and security of their just rights to estimate these resolutions accurately it will be necessary to view in connection with them the military preparations which were making in that country under the authority of france in october seventeen ninety three it was alleged by the spanish commissioners that four frenchmen had left philadelphia empowered by the minister of the french republic to prepare an expedition in kentucky against new orleans this fact was immediately communicated by mr jefferson to the governor of that state with a request that he would use those means of prevention which the law enabled him to employ binding to good behavior was particularly recommended this letter was accompanied by one from the secretary of war conveying the request of the president that if preventive means should fail effectual military force should be employed to arrest the expedition and general wayne was ordered to hold a body of troops at the disposal of the governor should he find the militia insufficient for his purpose the governor had already received information that a citizen of kentucky was in possession of a commission appointing him commander-in-chief of the proposed expedition and that the frenchman alluded to in the letter of mr jefferson had arrived and far from affecting concealment declared that they only waited for money which they expected soon to receive in order to commence their operations the following extract of a letter from the governor on this subject exhibits a curious specimen of the conclusions to which gentlemen were conducted by the course of political reasoning which prevailed at the day after stating the facts above alluded to he says i have great doubts even if they do attempt to carry their plan into execution 
provided they manage their business with prudence whether there is any legal authority to restrain or punish them at least before they have actually accomplished it for if it is lawful for any one citizen of this state to leave it it is equally so for any number of them to do it it is also lawful to carry with them any quantity of provisions arms and ammunition and if the act is lawful in itself there is nothing but the particular intention with which it is done that can possibly make it unlawful but i know of no law which inflicts a punishment on intention only or any criterion by which to decide what would be sufficient evidence of that intention if it was a proper subject for legal censure i shall upon all occasions be averse to the exercise of any power which i do not consider myself as clearly and explicitly invested with much less would i assume power to exercise it against men whom i consider as friends and brethren in favour of a man whom i view as an enemy and a tyrant i shall also feel but little inclination to take an active part in punishing or restraining any of my fellow-citizens for a supposed intrusion only to gratify or remove the fears of the minister or a prince who openly withholds from us an invaluable right and who secretly instigates against us a most savage and cruel enemy upon the receipt of this extraordinary letter the president directed general wayne to establish a military post at fort massac on the ohio for the purpose of stopping by force if peaceful means should fail any body of armed men who should be proceeding down that river this precaution appears to have been necessary the preparations for the expedition were for some time carried on with considerable activity and there is reason to believe that it was not absolutely relinquished until spain ceased to be the enemy of france the proceedings of the legislature of south carolina embarrassed those who had planned the invasion of the floridas but did not entirely disconcert them in april a french sloop of war arrived on the confines of georgia and east florida with a small body of troops who were landed on one of the islands on the coast south of the st mary and who declared themselves to be part of a larger force which might soon be expected upon their arrival several small corps of americans who had engaged to serve the republic of france assembled in georgia for the purpose as was universally understood of cooperating with the french against the neighboring dominions of spain the interposition of government and the inadequacy of the force to the object disconcerted this expedition its leader conducted his followers into the indian country and endeavored to make a settlement on their hunting grounds while these turbulent scenes were acting the loud plaudits of france which were dictated by a passionate devotion to that country were re-echoed from every part of the american continent the friendship of that republic for the united states her respect for their rights the ingratitude with which her continuing benefits were repaid the injustice done her by the executive its tameness under british insults were the inexhaustible themes of loud angry and unceasing declamation it required a firmness of mind and a weight of character possessed only by the chief magistrate to maintain the ground he had taken against such an assemblage of passions and of prejudices it will be recollected that in the preceding year the attempt to treat with the hostile indians had suspended the operations of general wayne until the season for action had nearly passed away after the total failure of negotiation the campaign was opened with as much vigor as a prudent attention to circumstances would permit the indians had expected an attempt upon their villages and had collected in full force 
with the apparent determination of risking a battle in their defence a battle was desired by the american general but the consequences of another defeat were too serious to warrant him in putting more to hazard by precipitate movements than the circumstances of the war required the negotiations with the indians were not terminated till september and it was then too late to complete the preparations which would enable general wayne to enter their country and to hold it he therefore contented himself with collecting his army and penetrating about six miles in advance of fort jefferson into the uninhabited country where he established himself for the winter in a camp called greensville after fortifying his camp he took possession of the ground on which the americans had been defeated in seventeen ninety one where he erected fort recovery these positions afforded considerable protection to the frontiers and facilitated the opening of the ensuing campaign seeing only the dark side of every measure adopted by the government and not disinclined to militia ex expeditions made at the expense of the united states the people of kentucky loudly charged the president with a total disregard of their safety pronounced the continental troops entirely useless declared that the indians were to be kept in awe alone by militia and insisted that the power should be deposited with some person in their state to call them out at his discretion at the charge of the united states meanwhile some steps were taken by the governor of upper canada which were well calculated to increase suspicions respecting the dispositions of great britain it was believed by the president not without cause that the cabinet of london was disposed to avail itself of the non-execution of that article of the treaty of peace which stipulates for the payment of debts to justify a permanent detention of the posts on the southern side of the great lakes and to establish a new boundary line whereby those lakes should be entirely comprehended in upper canada early in the spring a detachment from the garrison of detroit repossessed and fortified a position near fifty miles south of that station on the miamis of the lakes a river which empties into lake erie at its westernmost point this movement the speech of lord dorchester and other facts which strengthened the belief that the hostile indians were at least countenanced by the english were the subjects of a correspondence between the secretary of state and mr hammond in which crimination was answered by recrimination in which a considerable degree of mutual irritation was displayed and in which each supported his charges against the nation of the other much better than he defended his own it did not however in any manner affect the operations of the army the delays inseparable from the transportation of necessary supplies through an uninhabited country infested by an active enemy peculiarly skilled in partisan war unavoidably protracted the opening of the campaign until near midsummer meanwhile several sharp skirmishes took place in one of which a few white men were stated to be mingled with the indians on the eighth of august general wayne reached the confluence of the oglaze and the miamis of the lakes where he threw up some works of defence and protection for magazines the richest and most extensive settlements of the western indians lay about this place the mouth of the oglaze is distant about thirty miles from the post occupied by the british on the miamis of the lakes in the vicinity of which the whole strength of the enemy amounting according to intelligence on which general wayne relied to rather less than two thousand men was collected the continental legion was not much inferior in number to the indians 
and a reinforcement of about eleven hundred mounted militia from kentucky commanded by general scott gave a decided superiority of strength to the army of wayne that the indians had determined to give him battle was well understood and the discipline of his legion the ardor of all his troops and the superiority of his numbers authorized him confidently to expect a favorable issue yet in pursuance of that policy by which the united states had been uniformly actuated he determined to make one more effort for the attainment of peace without bloodshed messengers were dispatched to the several hostile tribes who were assembled in his front inviting them to appoint deputies to meet him on his march in order to negotiate a lasting peace on the fifteenth of august the american army advanced down the miamis with its right covered by that river and on the eighteenth arrived at the rapids here they halted on the nineteenth in order to erect a temporary work for the protection of the baggage and to reconnoitre the situation of the enemy the indians were advantageously posted behind a thick wood and behind the british fort general wayne defeats the indians at the miamis at eight in the morning of the twentieth the american army advanced in columns the legion with its right flank covered by the miamis one brigade of mounted volunteers commanded by general todd was on the left and the other under general barbee was in the rear a select battalion commanded by major price moved in front of the legion sufficiently in advance to give timely notice for the troops to form in case of action after marching about five miles major price received a heavy fire from a concealed enemy and was compelled to retreat the indians had chosen their ground with judgment they had advanced into the thick wood in front of the british works which extends several miles west from the miamis and had taken a position rendered almost inaccessible to horse by a quantity of fallen timber which appeared to have been blown up in a tornado they were formed in three lines within supporting distance of each other and as is their custom with a very extended front their line stretched to the west at right angles with the river about two miles and their immediate effort was to turn the left flank of the american army on the discharge of the first rifle the legion was formed in two lines and the front was ordered to advance with trailed arms and rouse the enemy from his covert at the point of the bayonet then and not until then to deliver a fire and to press the fugitives too closely to allow them time to load after discharging their pieces soon perceiving the strength of the enemy in front and that he was endeavoring to turn the american left the general ordered the second line to support the first the legion cavalry led by captain campbell was directed to penetrate between the indians and the river where the wood was less thick and entangled in order to charge their left flank and general scott at the head of the mounted volunteers was directed to make a considerable circuit and to turn their right flank these orders were executed with spirit and promptitude but such was the impetuosity of the charge made by the first line of infantry so entirely was the enemy broken by it and so rapid was the pursuit that only a small part of the second line and of the mounted volunteers could get into the action in the course of one hour the indians were driven more than two miles through thick woods when the pursuit terminated within gunshot of the british fort general wayne remained three days on the banks of the miamis in front of the field of battle during which time the houses and cornfields above and below the fort some of them within pistol shot of it 
were reduced to ashes during these operations a correspondence took place between general wayne and major campbell the commandant of the fort which is stated by the former in such a manner as to show that hostilities between them were avoided only by the prudent acquiescence of the latter in this devastation of property within the range of his guns on the twenty eighth the army returned to oglaise by easy marches destroying on its route all the villages and corn within fifty miles of the river in this decisive battle the loss of the americans in killed and wounded amounted to one hundred and seven including officers among the dead was captain campbell who commanded the cavalry and lieutenant towles of the infantry both of whom fell in the first charge general wayne bestowed great and well merited praise on the courage and alacrity displayed by every part of the army the hostility of the indians still continuing their whole country was laid waste and forts were erected in the heart of their settlements to prevent their return this seasonable victory rescued the united states from a general war with all the indians northwest of the ohio the six nations had discovered a restless uneasy temper and the interposition of the president to prevent a settlement which pennsylvania was about to make at presquisle seemed rather to suspend the commencement of hostilities than to establish permanent pacific dispositions among those tribes the battle of the twentieth of august however had an immediate effect and the clouds which had been long gathering in that quarter were instantly dissipated in the south too its influence was felt in that quarter the inhabitants of georgia and the indians seemed equally disposed to war scarcely was the feeble authority of the government competent to restrain the aggressions of the former or the dread of its force sufficient to repress those of the latter in this doubtful state of things the effect of a victory could not be inconsiderable about this time the seditious and violent resistance to the execution of the law imposing duties on spirits distilled within the united states had advanced to a point in the counties of pennsylvania lying west of the allegheny mountains which required the decisive interposition of government insurrection in the western parts of pennsylvania notwithstanding the multiplied outrages committed on the persons and property of the revenue officers and of those who seemed willing to submit to the law yet in consequence of a steady adherence to the system of counteraction adopted by the executive it was visibly gaining ground and several distillers in the disaffected country were induced to comply with its requisites the opinion that the persevering efforts of the administration would ultimately prevail derived additional support from the passage of an act by the present congress containing those provisions which had been suggested by the chief of the treasury department the progress of this bill which became a law on the fifth of june could not have been unknown to the malcontents nor could its probable operation have been misunderstood they perceived that the certain loss of a market for the article added to the penalties to which delinquents were liable might gradually induce a compliance on the part of distillers unless they could by a systematic and organized opposition deprive the government of the means it employed for carrying the law into execution on the part of the executive this open defiance of the laws and of the authority of the government was believed imperiously to require that the strength and efficacy 
of those laws should be tried against the perpetrators of some of the outrages which have been committed bills of indictment have been found in a court of the united states upon which process was directed to issue and at the same time process was also issued against a great number of non-complying distillers the marshal repaired in person to the country which was the scene of these disorders for the purpose of serving the processes on the fifteenth of july while in the execution of his duty he was beset on the road by a body of armed men who fired on him but fortunately did him no personal injury at daybreak the ensuing morning a party attacked the house of general neville the inspector but he defended himself resolutely and obliged the assailants to retreat knowing well that this attack had been preconcerted and apprehending that it would be repeated he applied to the militia officers and magistrates of the county for protection the answer was that owing to the too general combination of the people to oppose the revenue system the laws could not be executed so as to afford him protection that should the posse comitatus be ordered out to support the civil authority they would favor the party of the rioters on the succeeding day the insurgents reassembled to the number of about five hundred to renew their attack on the house of the inspector that officer finding that no protection could be afforded by the civil authority had applied to the commanding officer at fort pitt and had obtained a detachment of eleven men from that garrison who were joined by major kirkpatrick successful resistance to so great a force being obviously impracticable a parley took place at which the assailants after requiring that the inspector and all his papers should be delivered up demanded that the party in the house should march out and ground their arms this being refused the parley terminated and the assault commenced the action lasted until the assailants set fire to several adjacent buildings the heat from which was so intense that the house could no longer be occupied from this cause and from the apprehension that the fire would soon be communicated to the main building major kirkpatrick and his party surrendered themselves the marshal and colonel presley neville were seized on their way to general neville's house and detained until two the next morning the marshal especially was treated with extreme rudeness his life was frequently threatened and was probably saved by the interposition of some leading individuals who possessed more humanity or more prudence than those with whom they were associated he could obtain his liberty only by entering into a solemn engagement which was guaranteed by colonel neville to serve no more process on the western side of the allegheny mountains the marshal and inspector having both retired to pittsburgh the insurgents deputed two of their body one of whom was a justice of the peace to demand that the former should surrender all his process and that the latter should resign his office threatening in case of refusal to attack the place and seize their persons these demands were not acceded to but pittsburgh affording no security these officers escaped from the danger which threatened them by descending the ohio and after which they found their way by a circuitous route to the seat of government the perpetrators of these treasonable practices being desirous to ascertain their strength and to discover any latent enemies who might remain unsuspected in the bosom of the disaffected country dispatched a party which stopped the mail from pittsburgh to philadelphia cut it open and took out the letters which it contained 
in some of these letters a direct disapprobation of the violent measures which had been adopted was avowed and in others expressions were used which indicated unfriendly dispositions towards them upon acquiring this intelligence delegates were deputed from the town of washington to pittsburgh where the writers of the offensive letters resided to demand the banishment of the offenders a prompt obedience to this demand was unavoidable and the inhabitants of pittsburgh who were convened on the occasion engaged to attend a general meeting of the people who were to assemble the next day in braddock's field in order to carry into effect such further measures as might be deemed advisable with respect to the excise and its friends they also determined to elect delegates to a convention which was to meet on the fourteenth of august at parkinson's ferry the avowed motives to these outrages were to compel the resignation of all officers engaged in the collection of the duties on distilled spirits to withstand by force of arms the authority of the united states and thereby to extort a repeal of the law imposing those duties and an alteration in the conduct of government affidavits attesting this serious state of things were laid before the president the opposition had now reached to a point which seemed to forbid the continuance of a temporizing system the efforts at conciliation which for more than three years the government had persisted to make and the alterations repeatedly introduced into the act for the purpose of rendering it less exceptionable instead of diminishing the arrogance of those who opposed their will to the sense of the nation had drawn forth sentiments indicative of designs much deeper than the evasion of a single act the execution of the laws had at length been resisted by open force and a determination to persevere in these measures was unequivocally avowed the alternative of subduing this resistance or of submitting to it was presented to the government the act of congress which provided for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the union suppress insurrections and repel invasions required as a prerequisite to the exercise of this power that an associate justice or the judge of the district should certify that the laws of the united states were opposed or their execution obstructed by combinations too powerful to be suppressed by the ordinary course of judicial proceedings or by the powers vested in the marshals in the same act it was provided that if the militia of the state where such combinations may happen shall refuse or be insufficient to suppress the same the president may employ the militia of other states the evidence which had been transmitted to the president was laid before one of the associate justices who gave the certificate which enabled the chief magistrate to employ the militia in aid of the civil power the executive being now authorized to adopt such measures as the crisis might require the subject was again seriously considered in the cabinet and the governor of pennsylvania was also consulted respecting it to avoid military coercion if obedience to the laws could be produced by other means was the universal wish and therefore all concurred in advising the appointment of commissioners from the governments of both the union and the state who should warn the deluded insurgents of the impending danger and should convey a full pardon for past offences upon the condition of future submission but respecting ulterior and eventual measures a difference of opinion prevailed the act already mentioned made it the duty of the president previous to the employment of military force to issue his proclamation commanding the insurgents to disperse within a limited time the secretary of state and the governor of pennsylvania is understood to have concurred with him was of opinion that this conciliatory mission 
should be unaccompanied by any measure which might wear the appearance of coercion he was alarmed at the strength of the insurgents at their connection with other parts of the country at the extensiveness of the prevailing discontents with the administration and at the difficulty and expense of bringing the militia into the field the governor of pennsylvania having declared his opinion that the militia of that state who could be drawn forth would be incompetent to enforce obedience the aid of the neighboring states would consequently be necessary the secretary of state feared that the militia of the neighboring states would refuse to march and that should he be mistaken in this their compliance with the orders of the executive might be not less fatal than their disobedience the introduction of a foreign militia into pennsylvania might greatly increase the discontents prevailing in that state his apprehension of a failure in the attempt to restore tranquillity by coercive means were extreme and the tremendous consequences of a failure were strongly depicted from the highly inflamed state of parties he anticipated a civil war which would pervade the whole union and drench every part of it with the blood of american citizens the secretary of the treasury the secretary of war and the attorney-general were of opinion that the president was bound by the most high and solemn obligations to employ the force which the legislature had placed at his disposal for the suppression of a criminal and unprovoked insurrection the case contemplated by congress had clearly occurred and the president was urged by consideration the most awful to perform the duty imposed on him by the constitution of providing that the laws be faithfully executed the long forbearance of government and its patient endeavors to recall the deluded people to a sense of their duty and interest by appeals to their reason had produced only increase of violence and a more determined opposition perseverance in that system could only give a more extensive range to disaffection and multiply the dangers resulting from it End of chapter three part one